All right, back to our breaking news. Today, Senator Joe Manchin said that he is a no on President Biden's cornerstone Build Back Better bill. Where I'm at right now, the inflation that I was concerned about, it's not transitory, it's real, it's harming every West Virginian. It's making it almost difficult for them to continue. I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. All right, Scott Jennings is a CNN political commentator and a former special assistant to President George W. Bush. Uh, Scott, always great to see you. This time we'll be talking politics first. Um, let's talk about your reaction to Senator Manchin saying no, because it seems like there was a major disconnect. You heard from uh, the press secretary of the White House comments saying that his comments on Fox News uh, this morning was at odds uh, with his discussions with the president. And our reporting has been that, look, you know, the White House knew uh, that making this bill work would be very difficult. But the thought was that there was a sufficient enough chance of success to make it worth the effort. So what happened here? Well, it's, it's pretty stunning uh, what Joe Manchin did today. If you haven't been listening to Joe Manchin's every press release and op-ed and statement since, like, August, I mean, go back to his Wall Street Journal piece from so many months ago. It's been obvious that Manchin has been worried about inflation. Uh, he's been worried about going home to West Virginia and explaining, you know, spending all this money when the cost of food and gas and everything else is, is going up for his people. And when you further consider that Joe Biden got about 30% of the vote in West Virginia, uh, you know, it was going to take a lot of changes to this bill that came over from the House for him to get anywhere near supporting it. But ultimately, I think it just came down to inflation. And every month since Manchin's initial statement on this in the Wall Street Journal that he was really hesitant to spend this much money, we've seen inflation go up and up and up. So I almost feel like he was trying to tell them all along, look, it's highly unlikely I'm going to do this. And they just didn't want to hear it. I think the only thing he's going to be explaining back in West Virginia is why it took so long for him to kill this uh, monstrosity. Because... I don't think his constituents support it. He knew that all along, and we are where we are. Okay, so um, as you mentioned, uh, the concerns that Senator Manchin cited, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders uh, was on CNN this morning uh, right after that no answer. Uh, he was quite outraged, to say the least. But here is his response to his concerns about inflation. Listen. My concerns I had, and I still have these concerns, and where I'm at right now, the inflation that I was concerned about, it's not transitory. It's real. It's harming every West Virginian. It's making it almost difficult for them to continue. Joe Manchin voted for a huge increase in military spending. Manchin voted for an infrastructure bill, which added $250 billion to the deficit. The truth of the matter is that if you look at the military budget, $770 billion times that by 10 years, it is four times higher than what the Build Back Better plan is. What do you say to that, um, what Bernie Sanders just said, when he did vote for that infrastructure bill? Well, uh, he raises an interesting point that totally validates the strategy of the Senate Republicans who voted to help Joe Biden and the Democrats pass the infrastructure bill. At the time, Mitch McConnell and Rob Portman and the other Senate Republicans said, we're going to separate the sugar from the spinach, and we have to give Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and some of these moderate Democrats in the Senate, something to deliver, something they want, and something that they think is good for the country. That took the form of the infrastructure bill. Had they not done that at the time, 
I believe Manchin would have wound up having to vote for a much larger bill now for the purpose of getting the infrastructure piece. Manchin always said he thought the infrastructure, the hard infrastructure part of all this spending that Biden wanted was good for the country. He was less certain that the rest of it was good for the country. So yes, he did vote for that, but by allowing that bill to pass, by Republicans helping the White House do this, they gave Joe Manchin uh, all the reasons he needed to kill this part of it because he'd already been able to vote for something that he thinks he can sell back home in West Virginia. Okay, so then now what? I mean, you, you know, we're, we hear the strategy being floated that this massive bill, uh, which started at $6 trillion, now down to $1.75, uh, should just be broken up, you know, piecemeal uh, into smaller pieces, and that way you can get more moderates or maybe just Manchin and perhaps maybe even Republicans on board. Your thoughts? Well, well, the, the issue with that, of course, is that all this stuff then has to go back to the U.S. House where progressives are basically in charge because the Democrats are uh, in the majority party in the House. And this has always been a problem for the Democrats here, trying to negotiate between the progressives uh, that essentially run the House right now under Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker, and people like Joe Manchin, who's not a progressive. You know, this is a moderate Democrat from a state that gave Joe Biden 30% of the vote. So these divisions within the Democratic Party are really uh, what would stop what you just suggested from happening. If it were to happen, there would have to be a lot of intra-party conversations, and I, I don't know that any of us know how the progressives would take this. If you listen to Bernie Sanders today, he's not taking it very well. I assume that's the attitude of the progressives in the House, too. So is there, in your opinion, what's the way forward? Is there one? Well, you know, when I worked for President Bush, we had to pass a lot of tough bills, and uh, ultimately you just keep trying to find ways to get things done and talk to people, but ultimately you have to listen to them. And I just don't think the Democrats were listening to Joe Manchin. Uh, the country is very closely divided. The Senate's 50-50. The House is almost 50-50. Uh, we have a very closely divided government. And so the way forward, I think, for the White House is listen to the country and listen to your people and listen so, to the Congress okay. and understand. You, Wait, didn't get a, you didn't get a mandate to spend all this much money. You got a mandate to essentially get rid of Donald Trump and maybe a little bit more. And it may be that you've already done what you had the mandate to do. Well, then if they're listening to Manchin, what exactly is it that he wants? Well, I think he's very worried about inflation. It's clear he doesn't want to spend any more money. Uh, and it's clear that he wants to try to get inflation under control. So, so it he wants none of this bill? Plan to control I'm sorry? So he wants none of the social safety net bill? I mean, it, I mean you, you heard him, I heard him, and I've been reading all of his statements, listening to his interviews very closely for the last several months. I think he believes that massive amounts of spending are going to exacerbate inflation. And so if that's what he believes, they better start listening. What do you think about Bernie Sanders' idea to force a vote to get Manchin to explain himself? I mean, I don't think Joe Manchin would, would find any problem with that. I mean, he, he went on TV and explained himself today. I mean, uh, if they want to go on the floor and lose a vote, you know, by all means, have at it. <laughs> you know, I, I had to go through, um, you know, several articles just, you know, to understand all the things that are in this massive bill. And I'm sure the layperson at home, too, you know, probably couldn't list, you know, all however many um, items there are in here. Um, but if we go, you know, into it, I mean, f you know, free pre-K for three to four-year-olds, child care, the limiting child care costs for families with children younger than age six, you know, there's paid uh, family and sick leave, there's Medicare hearing benefits, the list goes on. Can you pick and choose a few of the things that Manchin just absolutely does not want in the bill or wants, is willing to, you know, give more for versus not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think his concerns, as I understand them, have always been the total price tag. And so when you start, you right, know, trying you to cherry pick Right, but then you have to pick and choose things. which one is the priority, which is what he said uh, this morning on Fox News, right? 
Yeah, right. And then and then you start negotiating with Sanders and the other progressives because to them all of it is a priority. And again, we're, we're, you're right back. If you're the White House, you're right back at the roadblock you've been at trying to negotiate between someone as far left as Sanders and someone as, as moderate as Manchin. And they just haven't quite figured out how to reconcile people who are very, very far apart. So do you think Manchin's days as a Democrat are over? Uh, I, I, I would be surprised if he switched parties. I would be delighted if he switched parties <laughs> because it would put Mitch McConnell back in as the majority leader. It's happened before. We've had party switches that changed control before. Uh, uh, earlier in my career, Jeffords of Vermont did it once. Uh, but I would be surprised if he did that. If he were going to do that, I wonder if he, if he would have already done it. So, uh, I, I mean, we'd love to have him, but uh, it's not something I'm anticipating. How much of a role do you think McConnell, Mitch McConnell played uh, in his decision? Oh, I, I don't know. I know they talk a lot, and I know that uh, uh, there's a lot of conversations that go on between uh, uh, Senator McConnell and, and Manchin and Cinnamon and, and a lot of the you know, senators uh, in both parties about these issues. I really do go back to a point we talked about earlier, though, and that is McConnell working with the White House and the Democrats and Manchin and Cinema to get the infrastructure bill done, I firmly believe put us in the place we are today. So if you're a Republican that did not want this bill to pass, look back to what McConnell did getting the infrastructure piece separated and passed, because I think you can draw a direct line between that and today's outcome, and Republicans should be happy about both. Speaking of McConnell, and this is what we were talking about uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you and I, um, you were with him yesterday in Kentucky touring the tornado damage. Uh, this is your home state. Your father's home is in Dawson Springs, which is not too far from the video here of Mayfield, Kentucky, um, and your family's home was basically destroyed. Can you just give us an update? Uh, on how your family is doing and just the need that you're seeing everywhere. What is most needed right now? Well, thank you for bringing it up. I was in Dawson Springs. Senator McConnell has been on a tour of the damage for the last two days and uh, met him there. My dad and I looked at some of the storm damage with him, talked to the mayor and the police chief and uh, some of the other folks who are working to rebuild the town. You know, it looked to me like there, were, there was a lot of stuff there. You know, the donations, according to the mayor, of things that people need, basic living necessities, uh, had been overwhelming. I think the, the, the two things I heard yesterday was, you know, financial resources, there's a lot of portals where you can donate money, but also attention. You know, there was a lot of talk in town yesterday about, you know, when these storms happen, we pay attention for a few days and then we look away to something else. When you look at the devastation, you realize we're all going to have to pay attention to this for years because that's how long it'll take this town to rebuild. And so McConnell and the mayor and the other folks yesterday were really talking about not looking away from Dawson or Mayfield or any of these other little towns. They need our help today, but they also are going to need our help six months from today, a year from today, and so on. That's a very good point. We cannot forget. And you know what? We've got you, Scott Jennings, to, to nudge us a bit if you do think that we are slacking on that end. Appreciate the conversation as always, Scott Jennings. Uh, all the best to your family, by the way. Thanks. If you want to talk about Dawson Springs, you know I'll be here every time.